0: Global Business News, 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. From Bloomberg World Headquarters, I'm Charlie Pellett. A move higher today for the S&P 500 index, up two-tenths of one percent. Gains by health care and technology shares, offsetting disappointing trade data from China. Prospects for higher U.S. interest rates, dragging commodities lower. Gold down $29 the ounce, tumbling Two point three percent to twelve sixty four forty. Crude oil down two point eight percent, dropping a dollar twenty three a barrel, forty three forty three right now on West Texas Intermediate. Tenure up seven thirty seconds at yield one point seven five percent. S and P up three to two thousand sixty, a gain of two tenths of one percent. Dow Industrials down 16, a drop of 0.1%. NASDAQ up 21 points, a gain of 4 tenths of 1%. I'm Charlie Pellet, and that's a Bloomberg Business Flash.
1: Thank you, Charlie Pellet. Now it's time for the ETF report. It is brought to you by Vanek Vectors ETFs. Expect more from your munis. Target tax-exempt income by maturity and credit quality, all with low-cost ETFs. Visit vanek.com slash muni. Vanek access the opportunities. Let's turn now to our ETF report and Catherine Cowdery.
0: It's the perfect storm for covered call exchange-traded funds. That's a word from Bloomberg intelligence analyst Eric Valchunas. We have this environment this year where the market's kind of flat sideways. Um, people are also uh, concerned about volatility. Um, and they need income still. Remember, rates are low. Balchuna says that's where covered call ETFs come in. His example, the PowerShares S&P 500 buy right portfolio, which yields 5.3%. This thing um, basically holds the S&P 500, but then it writes call options at the money on the S&P index. What that effectively means is that if stocks rise above where they are now, it has to pay, pay somebody uh, the right to buy the stock at that price. But if it doesn't, then basically the fund gets to keep the income from selling that call option. Baltuna says this is not an ETF to buy and hold if an investor believes the S&P 500 will rally. Other ETFs in this category include one from Horizons and another that focuses on the NASDAQ, the Recon Capital NASDAQ 100 Covered Call ETF. That's your Bloomberg ETF report. I'm Catherine Cowdery. You're listening to Taking Stock with Pim Fox and Kathleen Hayes on Bloomberg Radio.
1: Where do you invest your money if you are looking at weaker than estimated corporate earnings? Or perhaps you believe that the U.S. dollar is going to muddle along and not change very much in value this year. And perhaps oil prices will remain around $45 a barrel. What do you do? Well, one thing is you call in Bill Barker. He is co-portfolio manager for Motley Fool Asset Management, and he's based in Alexandria, Virginia. Joins us here in our studio. Thank you very much, Bill. Great to see you. Yeah, great to be here. So, give us the the strategy. I was reading the the, the list of some of the companies in the in the fund. Uh, TMFGX is the symbol.
0: The Great America Fund. Correct.
1: And um, Texas Roadhouse, Tractor Supply. There's got to be a theme to all this. And uh, go ahead. Tell us what it is.
0: Well, it's a small and mid-cap based uh, fund. And and the theme is American companies. And within the small and mid-cap space, what has been working particularly well is companies that uh, are really concentrated on U.S. operations and, and don't have uh, exposure to foreign currencies and don't have, particularly have exposure to uh, volatile oil prices, uh, but may have exposure on the good side, uh, which is a story for one of our larger holdings and is, is making news today. Uh, Drew Industries is up 10% on, on what has been continuing good news for the RV industry. Tell people how
1: you discovered Drew Industries, how that came to be in the portfolio.
0: Well, the Motley Fool, as some people may know, is largely a publishing company, and I was working on a newsletter. Uh, this is over eleven years ago. Uh, Tom Gardner was the uh, manager of the newsletter and had found Drew Industries as just a a very surprisingly small, undiscovered company that uh, had had done very well over the preceding ten years and was operating in a a little-followed segment, that being uh, not even RVs but components to RVs, the doors, slide-outs, windows, uh, really something that would gather no attention. And at the time, it was a uh, significantly less than $1 billion market cap company. Um, so it, it we've been following it for over a decade, and uh, happily so. But
1: have you owned it for that period of time? I mean, when did you decide, okay – it's somewhere in some file. What right. Do I go and look so at So
0: when we started the, the mutual fund, the Great America Fund, uh, we were – this was uh, six years ago now. And we were working with, for the most part, ideas and companies that we had a longstanding uh, knowledge of. And so it was one of our holdings from day one, and we've added to it uh, when appropriate and never sold it. And, and it's uh, – it's just been today is is sort of unusual in you know a ten percent move for this company is not, not typical. So it, it announced earnings this morning, I think uh, earnings per share were up uh, over seventy percent from last year, which is not the way the industry grows. the The, the actual RV industry is growing about eleven percent, and uh, right now it is. And the company's growing a little bit faster than that, around 17% for this quarter, a very good quarter for macroeconomic reasons that I think everybody can guess, which is interest rates are low, uh, jobs are good, the you know, unemployment rate is low, uh, and gas is, is very affordable. And even though the average RV owner doesn't drive it as much as he or she thinks they're going to when they buy, uh, the the trigger of lower gas does help sales quite a bit.
1: As far as Drew Industry goes, I just want to note that it's based in Elkhart, Indiana. Uh, pays a dividend of 1.7%. Stock has advanced about 16% so far this year. Uh, the symbol is a DW, and uh, stock is up $5.87, uh, uh, trading at um, $70.59. Go back to that theme for just a second and maybe use another holding to then underscore it in terms of how you decide what goes in, what goes out, particularly now, as I prefaced, all of these external events that may leave investors confused.
0: Okay. Well, what I have found is that a a very standard uh, way for me to look for stocks is things which have a long history of performance and may seem – a little bit expensive based on current price to earnings, models, not that expensive, but you look at them, and you say, well, this company's great. I just hope it comes back a little bit and they don't always do that. And, uh, an example of that would be tractor supply, which is a company, uh, you may know, uh, it's, it's a rural lifestyle, uh, retailer and is one of the most uh, phenomenal performing stocks in the market over the last 15, 20 years, uh, and is still not all that well-known. But it does a number of different things well, which I like to see. One is it is uh, growing its store count, but at a rational basis. Right now, it's got about 1,500 stores, but it adds about 100 a year. So it's growing store count by about 6%, maybe 7% a year. And the same store sales come in. Uh, low to mid-single-digits positive almost every quarter. Weather can affect that, of course, on a quarterly basis. But uh, in the most recent quarter, I think uh, same-store sales were up about 4 or 5%. Uh, and then it improves margins as well. So you've got the store count increasing. You've got the actual sales at each store increasing. A little bit of a share buyback and a little bit of margin improvement. You add all those things up together, it gets about 15% uh, annual uh, growth in earnings per share. So, I'm attracted to that company in particular because it has no exposure to foreign markets. And it's, uh, you know, sometimes you, you do well by a weak dollar. Sometimes you do well by a strong dollar. Uh, but it's hard to decipher for all companies uh, whether they're relying on currency weakness uh, in in reality or as an excuse. And tractor supply really doesn't have a, have that excuse.
1: In determining what goes in and what goes out of the portfolio, you got to then decide when you're going to buy, when you're going to sell. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you typically look for big down days and then reassess what's the
0: plan? How do you? Do so it's it? a it's a buy and hold strategy, and both of those companies are, that I've talked about are ones that have been in the portfolio since day one. So we'll add to them on. Uh, weakness on occasion and we have sold things when they've uh, exceeded our fair valuation by a comfortable amount. Uh, but for the most part, we're really not trading a lot. We're trying to keep what well, we, we do keep uh, portfolio turnover at or below 25 to 30 percent. So, uh, you know, we're not uh, gunslingers in terms of trying to time the market. The, these are companies that I think have been very good performers for five, seven years and will continue to be.
1: I note also that uh Markel Corp is another uh company in the portfolio that many people may not be familiar with. Give me about uh, 15 seconds on that. 15 seconds uh, on that
0: is would be that oh it's it's a mini Berkshire. That that's the label that it and numerous other companies have been uh tagged with, uh but it's an insurer, it's a great capital allocator, uh and that's another thing that that all these companies do is they they allocate capital well.
1: Thank you very much for uh, helping us allocate our time well.
0: Thank you to you, Bill Barker.
1: He is a co-portfolio manager, Motley Fool Asset Management. They're based in Alexandria, Virginia. The uh, Motley Fool Independence Fund, F O O L X, Fool X, and the uh, America Fund T M F G X. You're listening to Taking Stock on Bloomberg Radio.